And uh, as I said, we had a great time this morning with those that were able to get here and come out and be with us. And and I, I know God is uh, ministering to you right where you are in your home. we got some good people, and, and I know that other churches have great people in them also. And, and listen, we need to encourage one another, regardless of what uh, name tag is over our door, if we're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ and washed in the blood of Jesus. We're all members of the same family of God, and uh, there's no difference in, in any of us except the fact that, uh, you know, we just have different, uh, maybe different personalities, <laughs> and God uses all of our personalities. And thank God, we, I've met some great pastors in the area, and I know they're doing great jobs in their churches, and I hear good reports all the time from them, and, and I, I want to encourage them, especially the younger ministers that I've come in contact with, I want to encourage them, because I, I don't know, I just love preachers and ministers, and I just want to encourage each one of them, and uh, we need to encourage each other and let our people encourage one another in the Lord, because listen, we're, 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 family of, we're the family of God, and that bond and that, that uh, factor that molds us together is that blood of Jesus. <laughs> and we're, we're all members of the same family tonight. And we thank God for those of you that have come to worship with us uh, at, at different times. And we're going to be doing some special services in the near future. And, and I know God's going to minister. And uh, we're coming through this thing together. All of us are going to come through. The city of Aubrey's coming through. The Denton County's coming through. North Texas is coming through this thing. Our whole state of Texas is coming through. Our nation is coming through. And we just want to thank God for what God's doing supernaturally and miraculously for the people. I want to just share some brief thoughts with you tonight. And I want to encourage you. Sometimes I get into an exhorting mode. Sometimes I'm in a teaching mode. And I guess all the time we minister, we're teaching the Word of the Lord and we're saying what the Word says But I want to talk to you tonight about we win if we don't quit. (laughs) How many knows that winners are finishers? Winners are finishers. You can't quit and you can't give up. If you quit and give up, you're not going to win the prize at the end. But tonight, we win if we don't quit. And I tell you, I'm reminded of a little story that I heard um, that, that was told up uh, down in South Texas at one of the rodeo events that they had that, where they have what they call a, um, a bulldogging or a calf uh, um, where the, the little children go out and have to wrestle down a little calf and wrestling down on the ground. And all the other kids, they got all their calves and they were out there, oh, a couple of hundred of them out there just wrestling their calves down. But there was one little old boy. He just could not. He was one-armed. And he could not get that calf down, and he would not give up. All the rest of them got their calves, but he would not give up. And finally, he was able to tucker that little cow out, and he got his one arm around him and wrestled him down. And it took him a lot longer, but he won. And thank God, what, what, we, want, what we need to understand tonight is we're winners. Every one of us are winners. And we win if we don't quit. Listen, we can't quit. We can't stop. You may get tired. You may get exhausted. You may come to the place where you don't think anybody cares, where nobody's uh, thinking about you or praying for you or anything. But listen, don't you quit. You just keep on looking to God 
Look unto Jesus. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. So we've got to look unto Jesus. He's the one that's going to do it. Psalms 110, verse 2. The psalmist David said this, The Lord shall send the rod of thy strength out of Zion. Rule thou in the midst of thy enemies. Now, I've got that underlined there. Rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. Rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. I want, listen, we, we've got to change our thinking, change our attitude, instead of looking at somebody that is defeated and saying that we're defeated and we, we're not going to come out, we're not going to make it, it's not going to be like it used to be, it's not going to be like it was. We've got to come out and get out of that mode of thinking and begin to think like God wants us to think. Think the thoughts of God. Think the way God thinks about you. God looks at you as a winner. God looks at you as someone that is uh, that is on your side, and God is for you and not against you. And so, the Lord shall send the rod of strength out of Zion. Jesus has come, and we to rule in the midst of our enemies. Now, there, uh, I, I read a story one time, and it was told of a general in World War II who told his paratroopers to meet him at a determined location behind enemy lines. And after jumping and meeting at that spot, the general inquired of those who came from the north, south, west, and east. Each responded with the same answer, Sir, we are totally surrounded by the enemy on every side. <laughs> now, you know, that's not good news to hear, but you know what? We can look around and we can find an enemy everywhere you look. If you look hard enough, you're going to find the enemy. If you look hard enough, you're going to find the devil. The devil, listen, I, I, I can't express this enough. Satan is defeated. He was defeated by Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago. And he has no authority over our lives. He has no authority, no legal authority, no right. To do what we are allowing him to do in our lives. And God is telling us something here tonight. We need to understand, just like those, all those uh, uh, paratroopers came in and they said, General, uh, we're surrounded by the enemy on every side. Listen, there's some people that don't see good in nothing. There's some people that all they see is defeat. All they see is uh, not making it. All they see is not having the victory. All they see is not having the joy and not having the peace. And, and, and they're always remembering the past. They're always bringing up what brought all their problems on them. And listen, we got to leave the past behind. Bury it. Just bury it. Get rid of it. And realize that we're new creatures in Christ Jesus today. And Jesus is Lord over our life. And we need to get, you know, we, I, if I, I can't emphasize that enough. The past does not determine our future. Amen. We don't allow the past to determine our destiny or our future because Jesus has already taken care of the past. Glory to God. He's victorious and we're victorious with Him. And, uh, you, you know, one, at one point I was ready to stop. <laughs> How many's ever got discouraged? You just want to stop, and uh, you, you want to stop the world for a minute and just get off. And when a voice within me said, "I won't quit if you won't," you know what God's telling us? God 
is determined to do his part in keeping us, preserving us, healing us, providing for us, doing everything we need him to do. He won't stop and he won't quit if you won't. If we won't. Somebody said, well, I don't understand why God's doing it. Listen, God's got one thing in mind, and that's your future. God's got one thing in mind, and that's blessing you. God's got one thing in mind, and that's giving the best in your life. Because He gave His best for all of the world. He, for God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believed in Him shouldn't perish, but have everlasting life. God gave His best, and He's wanting to give the best to you. But we are running so fast, He can't catch us sometimes. We need to let the past go and get, you know, don't be like I was. when I, I got discouraged one time. I said, I'm just ready to get off. I, you know, to be honest, I'm just going to be honest with you. Listen, thoughts of just getting out of the ministry hit me and just quit preaching. But I want to tell you something. God wouldn't let me do that because ever since I was a little boy, God put the call in my life. And I knew that call was there. I was different from others around me. And I knew that, and they knew that. But the thing is, and, I, and I'm not boasting in that factor, but the thing is, when you know what you know that you know, there's no reason to just give up and quit. And God just said, don't quit. <laughs> I won't quit if you won't. <laughs> Hallelujah. God wants to bless us. Uh, you know, to a believer, tough times are just opportunities for miracles. Right now, our world, our church world, our, all the believers in this world, we're, we're in a position with our tough times to expect a miracle. God wants to do some miracles for us. And we, won't, we must expect them. Now, we're never, number one, we're never without the proper equipment to win in every battle. God's not sending you out there defenseless. God's not sending you out in the world with no help. <laughs> Our help comes where? David said, from the Lord. Our help comes from the Lord. All of the angels of heaven are at our disposal. The angels of God are ministering spirits, spirits sent forth to minister for us who are heirs of salvation. God has made arrangements for you to have all the assistance you need to be victorious in this life. We're going to be victorious. I don't, I, you know, I don't care what anybody else does. I'm going through. I'm going to make it because God said we can make it. We're never without the proper equipment. Look what uh, Paul said in Ephesians, uh, the sixth chapter, uh, verses 10 through 20. I'm going to read these scriptures. We've got time tonight. But he said, finally, my brethren, the whole book of Ephesians, by the way, is a good, good thing. We've got a whole series on the book of Ephesians. If you want it, you can inquire of us. And we'll get those CDs to you. So you can listen <laughs> to the whole book of Ephesians. We're never without the proper equipment. Because look at what he said. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Be strong where? In the Lord and in the power. Don't be strong on your talents or your abilities. Don't be strong on your giftings. That's not it. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. And put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. 
For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual wickedness in high places or heavenly places. Now, this is, we're not fighting flesh and blood. We're not fighting flesh and blood. If somebody rises up against you in anger and resentment, listen, don't get mad at that person. That person is only being used by the evil forces of hell. And they're used as an instrument because they've yielded themselves to that. But that person probably in their own heart wouldn't want to hurt you at all. But sometimes words come out and things hurt. And and they're disappointing. But listen, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We're not wrestling against one another. We're not fighting against individuals. We're not fighting against denominations. We're not fighting against other churches. Listen, we're in this thing together. One day when we get to heaven, guess what? We're going to all be in the same place. At the same time, for eternity. And that's a long time. If we can't get along here, what are we going to do when we get there? We need to just realize, be strong in the Lord. And look what he said. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Because we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. In heavenly places, I want to tell you, there's demonic forces that oppress this world. I've traveled around the world in different countries and different places. And when you get out of the airspace of the United States, oftentimes, you can go into some of these other countries that do not have the gospel like we have and don't have the opportunity to worship God like we do. And you can literally... Literally, you can sense the oppression in the air as you're coming in to these areas. Because the demon powers of hell have been arrayed against those people. And they are putting them captive in their thoughts and in their minds and in their situations. The enemy's coming in and attacking them. But the oppression is heavy. The oppression is heavy. But you know what I found also in those same places? When you go in to preach the Word, you go in to preach the Word, that Word liberates people. And that Word liberates their hearts and minds to where they can serve Him. I remember going into Africa, Nigeria, and went into a Bible college there. And we had students. We probably, I don't know, maybe 50 students at that Bible college. And I began to teach the Word that day. And I talked, didn't even realize it. <laughs> now, some, some, I don't want our people to get nervous now. Because <laughs> but I began to teach that day. Those, those students were so hungry for the revelation truth of the Word. I didn't realize that we started at 10 o'clock. And at 2.30 or 3 o'clock, we were still teaching. And those people were sitting there like little birds with their mouths open. And the power of God moved in their lives after that service. And those people, those students, went out and began to do great exploits for God. We even heard good reports afterwards from the ministry that was over that and the, and the pastor that was there. But listen, there's oppression. But the, the spiritual host of weakness in the heavenly places. And this is why Paul said, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. That you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. What does he say? Stand therefore, having girded your loins uh, with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, take in the shield of faith, 
which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. I've got that emphasized in my Bible. All. You'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Listen, somebody said, well, I could, I've went through a lot of battles and I've been okay, but this one here is harder than I've ever been. It looks like I'm losing on this one. No, sir. Look at what it says. Take the shield of faith and you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Praying always. Praying always. Now, listen. There's praying, and then there's praying. (laughs) There's religious praying, and then there's praying from the heart. And praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Holy Spirit. And praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Being watchful to the end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. And for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I, that I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. But listen, he said, take on the whole armor, that you'll be able to withstand. The armor of God. See, God's given us something. We're, we're never without the proper equipment to win in every battle. We have the equipment that God's placed in our hands and in our spirit to win this battle that we're in today. But we have to have faith. Someone accused me one time. They said, Brother Clarence, all you preach is faith, faith, faith. I said, Amen. I'm guilty. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is what's going to see you through. Have faith in God. Have faith. Faith in God. This is what the Word says. But we need to put on this armor. So there's, we're never without the proper equipment. God's put everything in your hand tonight so that you can stand against the wiles of the enemy. You can stand against the wiles of this, this uh, uh, situation that our nation is in today. We, we've got the faith of God and the equipment that God's placed in us that we can stand strong. And if God's people will stand strong, we're going to see it. By the way, the National Day of Prayer is coming up this Thursday. And we need to, we need to be praying for uh, the, this nation and our, our president and the leaders of our nation. We're, we're, listen, the devil would love to destroy America. The devil would let, and this thing that's happening with this virus, um, it's going to be an opportunity for those people to, to begin to implement things that will be against your freedoms and against your will and what you want to see happen in America. America is still the greatest place in the world to live, and we need to keep it great, and we need to do it and, and do it in faith and do it with our spiritual weapons that we have, because we can do it. Amen? Amen? Now, there's things that God requires believers not to do. And yet, there's things that we have to do. <laughs> there's, we, we don't need to worry. We don't need to doubt. We don't need to fret. We don't need to get into anger. We don't need, oh, there's a whole lot of things we don't need to do, but there's some things that we must do. And number one... We are to trust God with all our mind, with all our heart, and with all of our spirit. Trust Him. Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6 say, Trust in the Lord with all your heart 
and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. Trust. Trust. Now, you know, that's a big word, trust. This is what uh, relationships are built on, is trust. We have to trust one another. My wife and I, Pat and I, we have to trust each other. We trust each other. With that trust uh, that they're doing the right thing, she's doing the right thing, I'm doing the right thing. And then she trusts that I'm going to do what she wants me to do. (laughs) I'm just joking there. But trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust is important. I mean, you know, I've told this story before, but the little man that was on the cliff and he fell off and he was plunging to his death and he grabbed hold of the twig. And, uh, you know, he was hollering out to God, save me, save me, save me. It, it kind of sounds like what's going on in our, in our situation in our world today. People are just crying out to God, save me, save me, save me, save me. Listen, God is saving us. God is directing us. God is going to preserve us. God is going to bring us out. But he, and, and, you know, he was hanging on to this little twig and the, the, the roots of the, was coming out of the side of the mountain. And he said, Lord, help me. Save me. And the Lord said, do you trust me? Lord, I trust you. I trust you with everything. It's easy for us to use words. But listen, it's when the, t- when the rubber meets the road is where you have to really see what you're made of and what you got. And the Lord said, do you really trust me? He said, Lord, I do. He said, turn loose. This little man didn't hesitate. He just cried out with a loud voice, Is there anybody else up there? <laughs> I want to tell you something. If you can't trust God, you can't trust anybody else. Amen. God created this earth. God put you here. God is with you. God is on your side. And if we'll understand this, we're going to see that God is going to do what He said He would do. Amen? But faith people, we've got to trust the Lord. But People in faith, we, we call ourselves faith people because we have faith in the blood, faith in the word, faith in Jesus Christ, faith in what he's done. And we have angels, now hear this, we have angels that are commissioned by God to watch over them and to watch over us. Angels. Now, don't, somebody said, well, now you're going to get freaky on me now, and you're going to start talking about these angelic beings and all. Well, listen, if you don't believe in angels, then you don't need to be sitting around talking about God. Because God has angels. He commissioned them. He's commissioned them. And by the way, only one-third of the angels fell. There's two-thirds of the angels that stayed with God and stayed dedicated to God. And those other, th- those other, that other third of the angels that came down, listen, I want to tell you something. They got a, they've got a doomsday coming to them, along with Satan himself. They'll be cast into the bottomless pit forever and ever. That's what the Bible says. And I believe what God's Word declares and what God's Word says. But we have angels that are commissioned to God. And sometimes angels, now they're spirit beings, but at the same time, they can take on a bodily form. What did one scripture says you've entertained angels unaware. We don't know it. Sometimes you may be out there and a stranger comes up to you that, that, that may be needing help or something. And, and, and you help them and don't realize it, but you're entertaining an angel unaware. Uh, angels are there for our benefit, and God wants us to, to do it. And they function in the supernatural in unseen ways. 
Sometimes we're aware of it, but most of the time we're not. I mean, listen, there's times that you've been protected by the angels of God and didn't even know it. You weren't even aware of it. But God's divine protection was there. Then there's other times you might have been aware of it. There's times that you went through a situation and it looked like you should have been in a big crash and a big wreck or something, but somehow God saw you through that thing. I believe it's God's angels doing what they're supposed to do. Sometimes we're aware of it, sometimes we're not. But look what it says in Psalms 91, verse 11. He shall give his angels charge over thee to keep you in all your ways. If I can encourage you with anything tonight is this. We don't have to be worried and we don't have to worry ourselves sick because we have faith in God. And God has his special agents, the angels, that are commissioned to take care of his people. And he's gave them charge over us in all of our ways. All of our ways. And we, we need to understand that God is with us. He's for us. And if God be for you, who can stand against you? If God be for us, who can stand against us? It doesn't matter the size of the enemy, it doesn't matter what, how powerful they seem, they cannot stand in the presence of God and Almighty God and the angels of the Lord that He's commissioned to take care of us. Amen. And, and the angels are there. Uh, there. There was a teenager in the book of Samuel named David. <laughs> David was anointed to be king and chosen by God to be king over Israel because King Saul had rebelled against God. King Saul had went against God and got into uh, worship of idols and everything else. You know, he, he was just really a conniving person that was not fit to be the king over God's people. And God chose David, a shepherd boy, sent Samuel out to, uh, to anoint him with oil to be the king over Israel. And David became the king. And, uh, uh, he, he, you know, the, the, the lines have fallen unto me in pleasant places. You know, sometimes you, you don't understand what God's doing in directing your steps, in directing your life. But God has directed every one of our steps. He's directing everything in our lives. If we'll allow Him to take charge, let Him take charge. Let Him take charge of your life. Let Him take charge of what, you, what He wants to do in your life. You're going to see God move. And things will work out when we let God be in charge. Things will just work out. Now, there's some things God may tell you to do. There's some things that God may instruct you to do. But things will work out. Things will work out for the best. All things work together for good to them that love the Lord and are the called according to His purpose. And look what happened. David only used what he knew would work. Remember when he went out to visit his brothers? His dad had sent food for them. They was on the front lines. And all of the army of Israel was cowered down behind the rocks. David went over to say, what's going on here? And they said, 
What are you doing here? You just out here to see what's happening. You need to go on back home to your sheep. Get on home to daddy. Be daddy's boy, you know, and uh, and get out of here. And, and they said, uh, you know, about that time Goliath comes bellering out there and says, give me somebody that I can stand, that will try to stand up against me. I defy the armies of the living God. <clears throat> he was defying the armies of the living God. And David, listen, David said, I'll go fight him. I'll go fight him. Of course, King Saul he tried to put his armor on David and tried to put that big heavy sword slapped to his side and all of that heavy armor. And David couldn't hardly walk. And finally, David just looked at King Saul and said, I thank you, sir, that you're trying to help me. But I tell you, I have not proved what you've given me. But he had his sling and he had his faith. And he said, I have proven this oft times. I've slain a bear. I've slain a lion. I've protected my sheep. And because God gave me the ability and the power, and I've proven these weapons, I know what will happen. I want to tell you something. We, as believers of the living God, have proven the weapon of prayer. We have seen as God's people pray and bind together and agree together, the devil has to back off because we are victorious in the name of Jesus. We have victory in the name of the Lord. And David said, I'm going against that giant. I'm going against him in the name of the Lord. Goliath was out there laughing, giving a belly laugh, saying, Who, what is this? This all you got to offer? And he said, he said, I'll have you today. David said, I'll have your head today. I mean, David prophesied. He said, I'll have your head. And David just got his little five smooth stones that he had taken out of the brook. And he put that one stone in that pouch. All it took was just one. And he slung that slingshot like he always did for his prey. And it hit the giant right in the middle of the head. Knocked him to the ground. And then David went over and took the giant's big sword and cut his head off right there. Now listen, I want to tell you something. God has delivered the enemy into your hands. (laughs) Satan has been delivered into our hands. Whatever is happening today, whatever we're seeing happen in our nation, it's terrible. It's bad. We know it is. We're not, we're not playing that down. But I'm telling you this. God is bigger than the coronavirus. God is bigger than anything that the devil throws our way. God's bigger than anything. He's bigger than anything that's plaguing you right now. Some of us have learned to live with things in our lives, in our bodies. But God's bigger, even bigger than all of these things. If we will allow the faith of God to rise up in our hearts and let's realize that the enemy is subject to us. We're not subject to the enemy. We're not subject to the powers of darkness. We're not subject to the demon forces of hell. They are subject to us as believers of the Lord Jesus Christ. And David only used what he knew would work. Faith in God and the name of the Lord. And what God had given him to use, a sling and five smooth stones. Whatever God's put in your hands, you use it for the glory of God. Do your best with what God's put in your hands. God's going to bring the victory. Hold firm. Hold firm to what you know. Then trust God who can do anything but fail. God Cannot fail. God will not fail. And God's not going to start failing. Praise God. Because He never quits if we won't. (laughs) 
God won't quit if you won't quit. And I'm telling you, church, I'm telling the members of Faith Assembly, and I'm telling the members of the body of Christ, the people are watching us all over the nation and in other, other parts of the world even. And I, I'm telling you, God won't quit if you won't quit. Faith. Obey the word of the one who created all things. Never resent what God says. Never resent what God says. Understanding is good, but it is not required to walk in faith. I want to say that again. Understanding is good, but it's not required to walk in faith. Sometimes we've got to understand every little detail. God tells you to do something, and we've got to say, well, Lord, now, I've never done this before. And uh, I, I don't know, what are they going to think about me if I go out and do this or do that or uh, go up to somebody and say this? Listen, uh, obey the Word of God. Never resent what God says. Understanding is good, but it's not required to walk in faith. Faith. And I, don't get me wrong, I don't believe in reckless faith. I don't believe in uh, going out here and uh, cutting your hand and say, you want to see where I didn't cut my hand, you know. Uh, that, that's reckless. And, but what we need to, is understanding, but it's not required to walk in faith. We will never understand it all until we see him face to face. We never understand it until we see him face to face. God's spoken to me to do things for individuals throughout my years of serving him. And I didn't understand it. One time I didn't want to do it. Now, that's how bad it was. <laughs> I didn't want to do it because the guy had a bad attitude. But God said, do it anyway. So I did it. And I did it, and God blessed me for doing it. But you see, the thing is, it's not required. We just have to walk in faith and never understand it. Look at what Psalms 124, verse 8. Blessed be the Lord, who's not given us a prey to their teeth. <laughs> he hasn't given us a prey to the teeth of the enemy. Coronavirus is our prey. This epidemic and this thing that's happening today is our prey. We're not prey to we're not the prey to that. But we are overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And I'll tell you something. This thing has not won yet. I like what one person said, it's not over till it's over. <laughs> it's not over till it's over. And listen, it, we, we've seen an epidemic, but I want to tell you something. God is still bigger and greater than all things. And I want to encourage you tonight, instead of shivering in fear, instead of conquering down in fear... Let's rise up in faith and say, devil, you're a liar and you were defeated 2,000 years ago by Jesus Christ, my Savior, my Lord. He defeated you. He took care of you. And he has presented that blood on the altar of God in the holies of holies in heaven itself. And it's by the blood of the Lamb that we're redeemed. It's by the blood of the Lamb that we're kept. It's by the blood of the Lamb that we're healed. It's by the blood of the Lamb that God will preserve us until that going home day. Now, we all have an expiration date. Every one of us do. 
But God will preserve us and keep us until that day. Because Jesus is Lord. And I just want you to be encouraged tonight. We're winners if we don't quit. So let's don't quit. I don't want to be a quitter. I want to be like that little boy in the arena getting that calf, one-armed boy. He, he, he just kept on until that calf got wore down and he was able to wrestle him down and get his prize. It took him a long time. People say, just give it to him. Just give it to him. Just give it. And then he said, no, he wanted to do it the right way. And he did. And I want to tell you something. We got to get that bulldog tenacity in us that we are going to go forward in Jesus' name. Victory is ours. Jesus is Lord. We need to proclaim that loudly and boldly every day. Jesus is Lord. Father, thank you. We just give you praise for your word. Thank you for the faith of God. Thank you, Lord, for the word of God. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Lord, that preserves us and protects us. And thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost that's in us, that indwells us that reveals the knowledge of the truth of God. And the Holy Spirit is in us. The power of God is in us. And Lord, we thank you for it. And we just give you praise. And and just, just praise you for the victory in every person's life that's been watching this live tele broadcast tonight. Lord, we just thank you that you're touching them, healing them, ministering to them, encouraging them, Letting your word come alive in their hearts. Let faith rise up. Lord, let them rise up. I I, I want faith to rise up in my heart like that little woman said in my church one night. Brother Clarence, I feel like I could just charge hell with a thimble full of water. Hallelujah. And I'll tell you what, we need to get that boldness and faith in God because God is still on the throne. Father, we just praise you and we thank you for our victory It's in Christ Jesus, and we just thank you, Lord, for it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. (laughs) What does God say? He just says, have faith in God. Faith in God. Have faith in God for deliverance. Have faith in God. Now just slip up your hand and say, Lord, I'm going to have it. Oh, have Faith in God. Have faith in God. Have faith in God for deliverance. Have faith. Oh, Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. All things are possible 
Lord, I believe, Lord, I believe, Lord, I believe, all things are possible. Lord, I believe. I believe that. I believe that, and I know that you do too. Praise God as we close this service. We'll see you Wednesday night at 6 o'clock. Remember, prayer, the day of prayer is this Thursday. Let's begin to pray. We're going to leave with this little course as we're going off. And when the battle's over, we shall wear a crown. Oh, we shall wear a crown. We shall wear a crown. And when the battle's over, we shall wear a crown. Wear a bright and shining crown. Oh, wear a crown. Wear a crown. Wear a bright and shining crown. Oh, when the battle's over, we shall wear a crown in that new Jerusalem. Oh, when the battle's over, we shall wear a crown. Yes, we shall wear a crown. Oh, we shall wear a crown. And when the battle's over, we shall wear a crown. Wear a bright and shining crown. Listen. Oh, wear a crown. Wear a crown. Wear a bright and shining crown. And when the battle's over, we shall wear a crown in that new Jerusalem. Thank you, Lord, for everyone that watched tonight. Bless them. Touch them. Let their faith be strong in you. Lord, we just give you praise. We give you glory and honor for it in Jesus' name. God bless you. We'll see you all Wednesday night at 6 o'clock.